we just pray this morning. Father, we just commit once again our hearts to you afresh. Father, we pray you would speak to us today and God, that you would use your word as a sharp sword piercing our hearts. God, that we would be changed today because we've met with you and because we have encountered you. Father, I just pray for your leading and your guiding, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today I want to speak to you about struggling but still winning. Struggling but still winning. Over the past, probably since we've been in this church, um, you've probably seen, a lot of you have probably seen um, what Steve and I have been through and just with our son and, and Steve's health and everything. But when God gave me this word, I was like, God, this is just about me. I'm the one, you know, I'm the one struggling. I'm the one at different times not being able to cope and, and, and Steve struggling at different times as well. But I really feel like God, it's a word for us today and that we all go through hard times and we all struggle. Um, so let's start. Doesn't it feel like we face challenging times often? Yeah? Do we ever say things aren't exactly how they should be? Do we realise when they are? Why do we always desire for something more? Some different time? Some other job? Or some stage to pass? No matter what difficult circumstance we are facing, we can hold on to God's promises to help us get through these times. The Bible says there will be difficult times in our lives. Amen? <laughs> Seems funny to say that, doesn't it? But that's what the Bible says. There will be difficult times in our lives. Walking with God does not guarantee a pain-free life and not to fail. Walking with God and keeping his word ensures salvation and a place in his kingdom, which is the greatest reward. It's keeping that steadfastness. It is through struggle that many of us learn how to fly. Through those times of struggle. Oh, hold on a minute. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety, your worries, your concerns on him because he cares for us. That's God's word to us this morning. He says to cast all our cares, our worries, our anxieties on him because he cares for us. I want you to say this morning, he cares for me. He cares for me. He looks after me. He loves on me. He nurtures me. And in the midst of the struggle, that might feel like a million miles away. But that does not change who our God is. Because he says to you today to cast all our cares on him because I care for you. I care for you. And in one of those songs this morning, as, I, as we began to sing that, I was like, God, because I struggled with this message. I was like, God, how do I bring this? And I'm not really a good preacher anyway. And I just sort of talk good. Talk a lot, I mean. <laughs> um, and, but I just thought like, you know, God, in my heart, I wanted, I 
for me, it's like this is part of my breakthrough, for part of me moving forward in God and, and just really wanted to encourage you in that. So just throw it on him. Pick up the care and throw it on God and let him carry our burdens. Jesus said we can cast all our cares on him because he cares for us. He doesn't say just a portion of our cares or a little bit of our cares, but he says all, every single part, every single care that we can pass on him. There is nothing we are going through that we cannot cast on God. Nothing, nothing. I don't know if you've ever said to yourself, wow, that's really a big thing for God. I don't really know if I can give that to God because that's really big. I've said that. God, this is really big and I know you can handle it, but I don't really know. And that's not on God, that's on me. Because God is big and God is big enough that he can carry the load and walk with us through this. I've got quite a few scriptures this morning and I said to God, I've got a lot of scriptures and he said to me, I felt God say to me, but my word is life. My word is truth. My word is promise. My word is deliverance. My word is freedom. So we need to hear the word. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7 to 9, it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. That's the shift, you see. That's the shift right there where little earthen clay vessels that are sometimes not really strong enough to carry everything but the power isn't in us the power is in him in God our father our savior our lord in verse 8 it says we are pressed on every side by troubles but we are not crushed we are not crushed we are perplexed we're puzzled and confused but not driven to despair hallelujah this morning we can be crushed, we can feel crushed, we can feel broken, we can feel confused and puzzled and discouraged, but, but not driven to despair. Amen. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We may get knocked down, we may face those things that just about destroy us but God says you are not destroyed you are walking in victory you have the power you have the authority because not of you not of ourselves but because God lives in us can you say amen to that this morning that God lives in us today he lives in us During our darkest moments, God is there. When we are at our lowest point, a place where even those closest to us cannot walk with us, it is God who walks by our side. It 
in 1 Peter 4, 12 to 13, it says, Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Yeah? I'm going to read that to you again. Friends, when life gets really difficult, really difficult, really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad. (laughs) I read this and I was like, nah, be glad. Here we go. Be glad that you are, the, you are in the very thick of what Christ has experienced. This is a spiritual refining process where we have glory just around the corner. So be glad. Woohoo! <laughs> Happy days. Be glad because God, we're in the refining process that God's refining us. You know, that's why God allows things to happen because he loves us so much and he goes, I'm refining you. I'm like, awesome. I love it that you love me, that you want me to be so tortured in my life. But I know you love me, God, but like, really? Does it really have to get this bad? And yet when you think, and for me, when I step back and I look at the bigger picture and I go, well, things could be so much worse. You see, there's a bigger picture. It's not the moment. It's not that time when you're right in there. But it's in that second that you stop and go, but there's a bigger picture. And that bigger picture is God. Amen? Yes, God does allow struggle struggle and difficult times because we are sinners and we all come short of the glory of God. We don't deserve to be called his sons and daughters. We don't deserve our sins to be forgiven. We don't deserve to be loved by God. Yet God goes, but I do. I really do love you and I really do care about you. And I have a plan. Life is a struggle from the day we were born (laughs) until the day we die. Life isn't all about the smooth sailing. It's about the water and the ocean and the riding of the waves, the ups and the downs. That is why some of us can't say amen right now. Why some of us can't raise our hands because life is a struggle. You know, it's easy to praise God in the good times. It's easy to thank God when everything's going great. It's always good. It's easy to declare, oh, my God, is so awesome, so faithful, he's powerful. And then something happens and it's like, oh, I don't know about you. I have to force myself sometimes to go, God, you're good. God, I want to raise my hands to you because you're faithful. I am so caught up in this moment and God's going, It's okay. And you know, the good thing is, God knows and understands. He's not ticking all the boxes and going, oh, didn't raise your hands today. You didn't say amen. You didn't do this and you didn't do that. He goes, it's okay. It's not about me checking up on you. It's okay. 
I'm here in the midst. I'm here to nurture and love on you. We just don't recognise that. During our times of struggle, the path is not easy and without pain. But having faith in him and knowing he will never leave us shall be enough to get us through. God does not cause suffering, but he can and may allow it to accomplish good. Today I want us to know that. Today I want us to know that God hears us. God hears our prayer. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed spirit. He's near. God sees and knows. Jesus went through the same degree but even greater. The trials that he endured was for us so that he could acquaint himself with us, so he can understand us. You know, I think, did he really have to go to the cross? Couldn't he have just gone like, I understand, I know it's hard, but that God saw it fit to send his son so that we could be set free. And what God hears, he does not ignore. He doesn't turn his ear away, but he listens. The second thing is we can rest in Christ. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 29. Oh, I hope I've got that written down. Oh, yes. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. What an amazing promise we have in the word of God. Amen. You know, there's no room for quitting in God's kingdom, but there is sure more room, more than enough room for resting. God wants us to rest. Jesus makes an invitation to all of us to come to him when we are burdened and weary and experience his rest. Even God rested. There's times where we have to give ourselves permission to rest. I know I don't know about you guys. I, like my life gets flat out work and this and that. Da, 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 da. But God says, pull yourself aside, rest, take a breath, because you can't keep running at that speed all the time. And He knows we need to rest, and He knows we need to be filled up again. God fights for us, so we, there's times where we can lay our armour down every so often and allow our shepherd, our father, to lead us to green pastures and quiet waters. We don't have to be fighting all the time. We don't have to be struggling all the time. We don't have to be doing, doing, doing. We have to learn to pull back and go, God, I need your rest. I need your rest. The struggle builds our character. Those who struggle will always come out of a struggle with scars. But they <coughs> We all get a bit scarred, you know. But they will also come out of it stronger and better. 
We can come out with scars, but that doesn't define who we are. The scars don't have a place to define who we are. But the scars need to be the scars that make us better and stronger and knowing who God is. This is God's promise to us when we are struggling. Though we can't always improve our external circumstances, we have control over our internal character. We have control over how we react or respond or what we say. We have control over that. But we, can't have, we don't have control on what's happening around us. Not only that, but we rejoice, we celebrate and cheer. Again, really. In our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. You see, it's all about the chain, isn't it? It's all linked together where God's just going, but if you endure this, you can step into this. And you can step into this, but it's that perseverance and that persistence in knowing who God's is, God is. God, oh my gosh, I'm tongue-tied. God's grace will be more than sufficient. God's power works best in deepest weakness. That's the victory place. It's not in the good time. It's in the deepest moments of despair or disappointment that God, in our deepest place of weakness, that's where God's power works more effective or most effective. In 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 9, it talks about, and Paul talks about here about his thorn in the flesh and how he's constantly tormented by this thorn in his flesh. And he says, Paul says, three different times I begged the Lord to take it, take it away. How many times have we begged God? How many times have you begged God to stop or to take it away or to take the hurt? God, I beg you to take away the hurt. God, I beg you to take away the pain. God, I beg you. And yet he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad, Paul says, <laughs> to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's, I don't know, I've read this verse so many times, you know. And, every, and then I was reading yesterday and I was like, this guy had an amazing revelation of the goodness of God in the midst of his turmoil and in the midst of his pain. He said, I will boast in my weakness. You know, I was thinking about that and I thought, you know what, it's time to start boasting about the weakness. It's time to start boasting to go, you know what, I don't really know if I can do that. We don't have to be brave all the time. We don't have to be. Who says we have to be brave all the time? Who says that when we walk in the church, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm awesome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. On the inside, dying. Dying on the inside. We're not kidding anybody, but least of all, we're not kidding God. You know, 
God comes and he wants to fill us afresh and touch our hearts. But God wants us to be open and transparent. It's not about spilling. I was going to say I just did it. Just said it. Um, it's not. It's not about spilling everything out and blah. You know all of that. But it's about finding those people that you can come and go. Hey, I'm really. You know, God's placed some awesome women in my life. Amazing women, who tell me as it is. Sometimes I don't like it very much. Sometimes I think, Are you my friend? Or are you my enemy? No. Never think they're my enemy. But, you know, sometimes we need those people that come alongside and go, hey, are you okay? And if it's not and I need to kick up the pants, then they give it to me because I know that they love me and care about me. And I hope I'm that for them too. It's not a one-way street. It doesn't always feel good to admit weakness. But it God, gives God an avenue to show us what he is really capable of if we allow him to do his work through us and through our situations. Sometimes it's hard to understand why a loving God allows us to struggle, experience hardship and suffer loss. The promises we have... I keep going ahead of myself. The promises we have are that we are not alone. During our darkest moments and at our lowest point, God is there. In Joshua 1.9 it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What another amazing promise of God's word. I feel like plastering these up all over the place. So that we can be reminded (laughs) that that's what God says. In Psalm 119.25 it says, Oi, too far. Oh, maybe I haven't got that. Don't worry. I'll read it to you. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God's word is a lamp to guide our feet and a light for my path. Today I want to encourage you. Today, I want you to, in the midst of the struggle, that these promises of God's word, these nuggets of absolute beauty will be the thing that sustains. Today, I want to leave you with something that you can come and take out of this and go, you know, God, I don't always understand it. I don't always get it. But one thing I know is that you're the lamp. You're the light. You're the guidance. You're the one who leads me. I just need to put my hope in you. I just want Emma to come and just play for us. I just want to leave you with this psalm. And um, Tracy sent this psalm out to a couple of us girls. And as I began to read this psalm, it was so beautiful. I thought it was really relevant to what I want to leave you with today. It says, Oh Lord... You have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel 
And when I rest at home, you know, everything I do. You know what I'm going to say. Even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful. Too great for me to understand. You know, we may be struggling, but we're still winning. We may be struggling, but we're still winning. Amen.